This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 275, Prevent Burnout in Five Steps. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Now that's working smart. Hey, it's Jason Lynette here, and this week's episode is specifically focused on helping you to continue to grow your hypnosis business. And it's not just about seeing more clients. It's not just about increasing your income. It's really about increasing the longevity of your career, not just in this hypnosis profession, but really in any career path, because this is a common issue that you'd often hear about. People who start to get frustrated in the work that they're doing, let's say they may get appropriately bored of doing the same things day in, day out, and even though the income and the results may be good, they find themselves frustrated in their lives. And I'll tell you the inspiration of this week's episode kind of came about in an interesting way. The people, the nearly thousand members that are inside of Hypnotic Business Systems, which is my online hypnotic business training program, there's more than a thousand people from all around the world, ranging from startups to full-time professionals inside of that community. And I recently did a survey of the members. And originally, I was looking to find out, first of all, What specific content were they making use of? Second of all, what strategies were working for them inside of this changing economy that we're always seem to be inside of? And then third, I was looking to find out, because it is now a lifetime access membership, what new content they wanted me to produce. And and of all things, there's about a dozen or so of them that... It was almost by way of an anecdote that inside of the training, you know, I might be talking about webinar strategy. I might be talking about pricing strategy. Inside of some of the training modules, I might be talking about how to sell your services once the client calls you and the phone process of doing that. But I got the comment from about a dozen people that it was some of the side stories. It was some of the little bit of, uh, you know, throwaway anecdotes that I shared, which they go, that was what I needed to hear because I was getting really frustrated in the shape of my business, that it was nearing that point of burnout and just looking for a way out and looking for a way to change things up. So in response to that, I checked in with a couple of these individuals and I started to unravel what was happening. And admittedly, what are some of the things that I've done year after year? So inside of this, I've got five specific steps that you can take action on right away. And as a preview, as we often do, anytime we create a listicle, And if you don't know that terminology, it's not an article, it's not a list, it's both. So five easy steps, which probably means I've actually got about 10 things, but we put four or five of them inside of the third one, just as a bit of a preview. So it's all about looking at the shape of your business differently, because I'll tell you, part of my journey was that I was definitely reaching a place of beautiful burnout in my previous career, working in management and production theater. I wasn't the actor or designer, but when the career path became, okay, how many props, how many scene changes, and it just became technical. It just became methodical, and it was no longer about telling the story. I just couldn't get excited about it anymore, and that's about the time that I decided to ramp up the hobby of hypnosis, and this story is now going on about 13, 14 years old, so haven't looked back. So there's a mechanism, there's a series of steps that I've put into nearly everything that I do, which helps me to continue to grow my hypnosis business. And the goal this week is to share those exact strategies and principles with you. If you are looking to continue to grow your hypnosis business, I'll give you two resources here. First of all, check out hypnoformula.com. 
This is a free webinar that I've put together. It's an on-demand presentation where in only about 20 minutes, you're going to learn exactly how I create high-value programs for my clients, but also ethically continue to raise my rates over time. In about 20 minutes time, you're going to learn exactly how to price your process, how to build those valuable programs. And once again, hypnoformula.com is where you can get that absolutely free. If you're looking for the all-access pass and to have some systems you can model and put into use right away, well then for that, check out Hypnotic Business Systems, which is my entire hypnotic business training. But it's not just about my information and what I've continued to do and I'm currently doing right now to build this thriving business. It's also about highlighting the members inside. Again, we've got nearly a thousand people around the world and inside of a community, which is all sharing with each other exactly how to, as we like to say, make it rain. And with that, let's jump directly into this week's content. Here we go with episode number 275, Prevent Burnout in Five Steps. The first of these five strategies, I can simply label as design your business to work with people you're excited to see. And this may seem kind of obvious, but I think this is often where a lot of people run into challenge and frustration and even perhaps don't get results with the clients that are paying them for the results. And for those of you that are brand new to hypnosis, this tends to be one of those sticking points. And I was there at one point too, where you have this intention that you're going to want to work with anybody and everybody who calls for any issue they could possibly come up with. And if you want to see the best example of this, go inside of one of the public Facebook communities for hypnotists, and you'll see all sorts of posts around, you know, someone's calling me for this, what do you do? Someone's calling me for that, what do you do? And it's almost as if, yes, they're still in that learning phase and it's natural to then, you know, find a resource to ask some questions, but it's almost this expectation that they have to take on every single client that comes in. And I refer back to a previous episode I did with Dr. Tracy Riley, because you do want to make sure, of course, you are sticking within your appropriate scope of practice. And that was a whole topic inside of that previous episode. But I'll tell you where this is now graduated to, at least in my mind, which is that I'm going to only now work with those clients that I'm excited to go to my office and work with, which whether it's in person or whether it's then online by video conference with Zoom, I've drawn a very specific map of the specific clientele that I want to work with on specific issues. And I'll tell you that this has been a bigger turning point. This is something I've always done to some respect, but specifically in the last year, I am probably sending now more referrals out than I ever have before in the shape of my hypnosis business, which allows me to then fill my calendar with the clients that I am the most excited to work with. And instead, the ones that I can identify because I know so many others in this hypnotic community, you know, if I know someone else would be a better fit, I'll make that referral. And, and I want you all to hear this point, this nuance, extremely carefully. It's not that I'm saying I don't think I can help those people. In some way, it might be even saying that I think others may be a better fit. But it's where I have drawn a very specific map as to exactly what clients I am the most excited to work with that I get extremely high results with, and that's what I choose to fill my calendar with. Which makes me briefly tell you the story of Marvin Roy. And maybe a fraction of you know who I'm talking about, but I'll give you the rest of the details. Marvin Roy was not a hypnotist. Marvin was a magician. In fact, if you go to YouTube, we'll, we'll find a clip and we'll put it in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. Marvin Roy was Mr. Electric. 
and his magic act mostly consisted of picking up light bulbs and making them light up with his bare hands. And part of the routine was that eventually he would work up to a full-sized like lantern light bulb you would put in a lighthouse. And it was amazing. And as a magician, Marvin wasn't doing the act with the birds. He wasn't doing the close-up stuff with the coins, though he perhaps was able to. He picked one specific thing, and he was world-class at that. And that took him again all around the world. So you can't necessarily be everything to everybody. And even as much as from my principles of how I approach hypnosis, and even better, how I teach it, all personal change comes down to four questions. How do you feel now? And how would you rather feel? What are those things you're doing now? And what are those things you'd rather be doing? And from, from a contextual mindset, I can fit every issue into those questions. However, again, I've found a greater refinement and a greater satisfaction in my life where these days it's gone down to a few specific categories. If you look at the newer Virginia Hypnosis website, which we only relaunched back in February of 2020. It was the same website for the last six years, which was serving us, but it was just due for an upgrade. We actually have less services mentioned now. Now, which makes it so that, yes, occasionally the phone call comes in and someone's asking about something they did not see on my website, and it's at my disposal, it's at my decision if that's something I want to take on. But it also allows me to draw a specific map of that you know, ideal client avatar, the exact person that I best want to work with, that again, I know I can get solid results with practically every single time. Richard Nongard has a variation of this phrase, as he says, I'm only going to take on those clients I know I can get 100% success with, which I think that's a great way of phrasing it as well. But it's where in my world, I've decided to narrow my focus down to a few specific categories because I now understand them better. I can communicate in their language. I can mind read their actions and concerns. And by doing that now, I'm easily able to offer my services at a premium and consistently build that client raving fan base that helps the business to grow year after year. Now, the side note to this before I move on to the next point in this five-step series is that what you decide to work with can easily change over time. You know, what you decide to focus on is always something that's malleable and flexible. And this is what I teach inside of Hypnotic Business Systems, that the method of marketing is to always call out a specific audience. And I'll give you a few more side notes to this before I move on. There's a principle of a dog whistle that I use as a metaphor in my hypnosis business or any business I'm a part of, which is that I need to be willing to call out one specific message, the way that you could blow a dog whistle and hopefully only your dog comes running. But by being okay with the fact that I can put out one specific targeted message, and I know it might not be a fit for everybody in the world. As soon as I was willing to do that, my success in my business and in my hypnosis practice just skyrocketed. The same as well, just to add one more nuance to this, that if you can define your custom client avatar, if you can design in your mind who your ideal audience is, and that's who you're speaking to, so much of the marketing process now really writes itself, which if you've been a listener of this program for years, the local business, which of course is you know all around the world with clients, but that's what's called Virginia hypnosis, the ideal client of that business is actually, in my mind, someone who has already decided that they want to do hypnosis. And now they're doing their research to figure out who is the best person to go to. 
So I've positioned myself in such a way that my communication is going out to that person who respectfully, I don't have to tell them I'm not going to make you bark like a dog or cluck like a chicken. I'm not having to sell the hypnosis. And I just want you all to hear that because a lot of you who are maybe new to this are cautious around, should I use that word? Or some people are nervous if I say the word hypnosis. And I, I put hypnosis at the forefront of everything that I do. And it's been a thriving business ever since launch. So again, point number one, design your business to work with people you're excited to see. And I'm excited to work with those people who already understand the value and the science behind what we do, are ready to work with me and also fit into specific categories that I'm excited about that client journey of as well. So there we go. Point number one, design your business to work with people you're excited to see. Point number two, increase your value. Which again, let me pause for a moment to mention that free webinar that's online. If you go to hypnoformula.com, you're going to learn a part of my system of exactly how to increase your value. Because here's the bigger challenge that I see in the hypnotic profession. People are still selling hours. People are still selling sessions. And understand that your clients are shopping for solutions. And we're in a world where people are used to buying things that have multiple benefits to the program, which yes... Let's call it out. The fact that the person has quit smoking, the fact that the client has let go of the fear, the fact that the client has lost weight, these are all good specific deliverable outcomes. That being said, when they're making that decision, the thing that usually pushes them over the edge and makes them go, yeah, this makes perfect sense. I'm ready to begin are some of the bonuses, some of the add-ons that come as part of the process. So I'll give you one of mine is that inside of my client offerings is the mention that I'm also going to teach you some self-hypnosis techniques that you can do practically anytime, anywhere, and no one knows you're doing something. So it's not just the old school game of, I need a dark room and a CD player for an hour. Instead, you're going to learn things from me that no matter where you are, if some of that old feeling pops up, you're going to be able to change the reaction to it almost as quickly as you're aware of it. The way that I'm often giving the option, the promise that, you know, inside of the work together, this is not something where I'm then trying to sell you on additional programs. Any resources I have, whether it's video techniques, audio sessions, or even producing a custom audio, that's all included inside of what we're going to do. So I'd encourage you to start to look at your service beyond just the dollars for hours model. You know, could you produce a program and share that with your clients? And if that's something that you're producing, put that in your communication as you're communicating with your clients. Because the benefit of this becomes is that over the years, I've actually provided a better service to my clients by simply duplicating myself. So here's like this chunk of like a progressive muscle relaxation, turn that into building an anchor technique that I've done with clients for years, which I haven't done that. Well, not in person for at least going on two or three years now, because instead that's now a program of mine called Take 10 to Relax. And that's just something my clients get from me as part of the experience, which from a technique standpoint now means they get to be on autopilot using that at home, supplementing the work that we're doing together live and in person. And that's also now a 15 minute chunk of good usable content that I don't have to do in person anymore. So I'm actually increasing value for my client by appropriately removing myself from the process. The same as I sometimes may teach a technique, but then back out and go, and I'll send you a video that fully explains that. This way you can learn it at home because you're going to be using it at home as well. 
So it's where I'm putting together this multifaceted system, which is, again, not just the hours, not just the sessions. And the benefit of this is the more appropriate value that I'm adding to my offerings, the more appropriate value I can command in terms of those premium fees that I'm able to get from somebody. Because someone else down the road may be cheaper, someone else may have a lower rate, but with that person, it's just the session. It's just the one and done. It's just the hope it works. It's just the flash in the pan experience. When with me, it's here's this entire system. And the easiest way to get more value back from your clients is to add more value inside of what you do. And I'd encourage you to kind of look outside of the hypnosis community. I mean, you can model some of the stuff that I've done, and this is what I teach inside of hypnotic business systems, but start to look outside of our community because I'll give you a simple example which would be that I pay the heating and air company that services both my office and my home an annual fee. And they divide it out over 12 months, so it's convenient. And the benefit of that is they'll come out twice a year just to maintain the system. Any of the parts I now get at cost and the service fee is now less. So it is a bit of a subscription model, but it also puts me to the front of the line that if something has an issue, you know, it's taken care of right away. The same as I had to replace my car last year. And the benefit of the car that I purchased was that from the dealership that it came from, well, all the oil changes and state inspection, emissions inspections, which they require in Virginia, that's covered for the first five years of owning the car. There's a warranty, there's extended warranties on the engine, the tires, all of which were just included. So, it came down to a decision point where the same car from two different dealerships was going to be the same price. Which one did I buy from? The one that was giving me a much better value package attached to it for no extra cost. So to look again in terms of how we approach our hypnosis businesses, because I'll give you an example of this, which again, outside of our industry, a friend of mine is beginning a real estate career. And she had two contracts that she was able to work on right away, even inside of the first month of opening up shop. And if you're not familiar with the way that real estate works, and this may be different if you're in a different country beyond the United States, is that for the real estate agent, they get 3% of the entire transaction. So I'm just running the math right now in front of me. Let's assume a house that may sell for $200,000 for the assistance in selling that home their commission is going to be about $6,000, which realize the real estate agent isn't just, you know, hitting some buttons and some software and printing out a contract. They're, you know, assisting and organizing the inspections, communicating with the seller's agent. It's more work than just beyond a contract. And I bring this up because this person's first contract they assisted with was a rental. And for a rental, I think the standard agreement may be 25% of just the first month. So let's change the numbers. A $2,000 a month rent payment, all they're getting is 25% of that first month. So this person who I knew was suddenly working so hard to assist in a rental, to which at the end of the day was only going to be a $500 payment, which is still quite good, but just there was so much back and forth and so many hours spent that at the end of it, the best hope was getting an amazing testimonial and maybe with these people were buying a house in the next coming years, it turned into something bigger. But the dynamic changed when they put the same effort in to help another couple buy a home. And what am I getting at here? 
the level of frustration, the sort of resilience to uh, some of the bureaucracy and steps of the process and just back and forth was a whole lot more reasonable when she was earning $6,000 compared to $500. So it does kind of change the dynamic if you are receiving more value back. So this is something we can do at any level of experience as hypnotist. And again, you'll see exactly one of my formulas for doing that in that free webinar over at hypnoformula.com. So go check that out right away. Let's move on to the third and biggest step inside of preventing burnout. Build better systems. And this is probably the thing most of you may know me about. This is where if I'm at a convention, people come up to me and they go, wow, you're doing a lot these days. You're everywhere. And my response every single time is to smile and say, it sure looks that way, doesn't it? Because there's a method behind the madness. And I'd give you the example of the last couple of months where, again, where the economic world kind of shifted dramatically in response to everything coronavirus and everything that's still going on with that, how so much of my business was sustaining, if not, well, I'll tell you right now, year to date, we're 35% above 2019 as of right now. So the business is actually up right now. And so much of that is because those systems were in place in such a way that I can turn on and turn off different parts of the business based again on point number one, the things I'm excited to work on. So build better systems is a much bigger category here, which admittedly is part of why like hypnotic business systems is like nearly two dozen plus business action plans, about 150 hours of content, which it can work as a linear course, but you can go at it, choose your own adventure. So I've got a few specific sub bullet points inside of build better systems. Point number one, scan for redundancies. And this is something that I think so many people in business fail to do. What are those things that you're doing over and over and over that perhaps don't have to be you, which is a preview. I'm going to talk outsourcing in a few moments, but you can even look at redundancies inside of what you're doing and how you can easily replicate yourself. And I'll give you a simple example for this. There's a mechanism I use in my hypnosis business that we just simply refer to as onboarding. And onboarding is that communication mechanism once either someone becomes a potential client or even once they become a client, once someone identifies that they're curious about a product or even once they've bought a product. Onboarding is the communication that happens when someone ascends to the next step of their client journey in my world. So I'll give you the example of this. When someone schedules a time to speak with me and their goal is, let's say, to lose weight. I'm not going to go into that phone consultation once it actually happens cold, because as soon as they've scheduled time to speak with me, we've installed the mechanisms inside of my hypnosis business that before I speak to them, we already know what they want to work on. We already have an idea as to what their specific goals are. And let's again work with the assumption that it's a weight loss hypnosis client. So what do we do in the onboarding sequence? We're going to be sending them testimonial videos. We're going to be sending them emails about specific research around proving the efficacy of hypnosis for weight loss. There's going to be some documents that are sent over, some past client success stories, client surveys, testimonials, that sort of thing. So by the time I'm on the phone call with them, back to point number two, I've already increased my value. I've already proven my worth, and I've already clearly demonstrated this is the guy who helps people get results with this specific issue. So scan for redundancies. In the early days of workshopping this specific strategy, 
I would actually be the one to craft the email customized for each and every person, which I'll tell you the inspiration for this. And again, those that have been longtime listeners know this. My parents are wedding photographers. And inside of the systems of their business, they might already know before the soon-to-be bride and groom or whatever couple come in and talk to them about having them shoot the photos for their wedding, there might be the moment where they now know what church they're getting married at, what reception site they're going to be using, who's going to be officiating the wedding. And it's where, from my father, I saw him growing up sending out emails or sending out something in the mail going, hey, here's some photos of a wedding we shot at that specific venue so you can see kind of the work that we do. And that would sell the process even before they spoke to them. So again, model outside of your community. So I bring this up for scan for redundancy. So again, it's a little bit more technical when you're first crafting your systems, but now we got it down to a science. And I want you to know that as much as, as much as I am the systems person and I am the set it and forget it person, we are actually using the easiest way I found to do this. I will find an email I sent to somebody else with those video testimonials, with those attachments of the PDFs, the testimonial surveys. And all I do is you can do this inside of your phone. You can do this inside of Gmail. I use Outlook, even though I'm on a Apple and I'm using Microsoft products on Apple, it all works. You know, I can hit the function to resend the same email. Well, when you hit resend, it opens up the same email again. It doesn't just send it again right away, which means all I have to do is change the email address and change their name in the subject line. Really simple. So this is now something that takes me five seconds effort. It would take me more effort to tell an assistant to send this person that email. You know, yes, we can automate a specific task, but this is genuinely a five second responsibility for me now. So rather than being something I have to do, this is what built Virginia hypnosis. I heard a local hypnotist that I first met when I moved to Virginia tell me that it took her about 20 minutes to confirm a new client because she goes, my office is kind of hard to find and it takes some effort to describe exactly how to get into my office, which that night I wrote the email confirmation that I am now still using nearly 11 years later. I've changed the location three times, (laughs) but again, that specifics of the email and here's how you find me at the core, it's the same message. And just over the years, I've just had to modify the location. So scan for redundancies inside of what you do, simplify it. Speaking of producing content, batch produce. If I'm going to be recording, and I'll give you the perfect example, which is today, Today, I'm recording this episode. I'm also sitting in the same chair in front of the same microphone and computer recording some new modules for hypnotic business systems. Also, later today, I'm doing a consultation appointment with somebody that we're actually doing on Zoom. And then later today, I've also got two live appointments, which are also both online. So I've organized today so that it's not the game of setting up and taking down, as opposed to if I'm now going to be in my classroom and filming video. In the best case scenario, I'm going to make sure that I'm only ever doing that if I'm filming at least three or four videos. So this is where people usually fall flat. They're setting up, they're taking things down for every single task. The same as we've got a class of uh, Work Smart Hypnosis live and online that just graduated. And I got to pester one person, Albert, (laughs) I got to pester one person because I was waiting for his one final bit of documentation where now I have all 20 students' information 
which then I send off to Stephanie Skiba, who's the administrator for the ICPCH. I send that off to my designer so we can craft my certificates for those people. That then goes off to Mona, who is my print goddess at the local Staples uh, store. And this way, all the printing is done in one specific swipe. And then an assistant loads all the shipping details into stamps.com and we're done. So again, I'm waiting till everything is there. Otherwise, what would that turn into? Load the fancy paper into the printer, print one sheet, sign it, set it off to the side and wait, process the label. And then here comes another student who confirms their information. Set it all up again. So look at your days and start to organize by mode. And, and I'll tell you something about this, which is kind of amazing, which would be that so often in my communication, I've actually done something to just easily convey to my clients and even my students that, oh yeah, we send out the audios associated with appointments on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if your appointment was Friday, it means the audio goes out on Tuesday, which surprisingly, this has never been a challenge. So just simply laying the ground rules of this is when I produce that content. It's done and it's easy to go. Let's now talk about outsourcing. And I'll give you some very nonspecific statistics here, but the more I am willing to spend money to pay other people to do the technical tasks better than I know how to do it directly correlates to my income going up year after year. So I keep hearing people say that I don't know, what is it? They keep saying, I don't know if I can afford that and not to go for the obvious, but the truth is I believe you can't afford not to do it. Some of the more successful things that you'd see out there, and let me just piggyback this off of people in our industry that you also see their information just like mine online. You know, you may see things that, and these are all friends and people I've done business with at times or had them on the podcast. You see some of the Facebook stuff online from Chris Thompson and Mike Mandel. You see things from Sheila Granger, from David Snyder, from Igor Letohosky. And these people are rock star hypnotists. They are not graphic designers. They pay other people to do that stuff. When you look at the fact that here, here's the best way to phrase it, is that you consider going to a hypnosis conference, you go to a convention, you go to a big training, and the idea of dropping, let's say, three or $400 for the conference registration, you end up doing a pre or post conference, which may range from $500 up to about $3,000, and here comes travel, here comes hotel, here comes food, here comes everything else, and you realize you've dropped maybe $5,000 for a training event, but then some of you turn around and then drop five hours staring at Photoshop, trying to make a logo, which at the end of the day looks bad because that's not your skill. Pay someone else. Which by the way, uh, moment of pride, I have now put out two episodes of this podcast called Hypnotic Outsourcing, and I didn't realize it until we published them both. That being said, we'll link in the show notes. I've got an entire presentation online specifically on outsourcing, which if you haven't seen that yet, go watch it. It's one of the previous podcast episodes, but the video is fun because you see some graphics on the screen where I walk you through step-by-step exactly how to outsource. The preview of that, if you've ever tried to outsource and it did not go well, I'm sorry, but it was your fault. You did not convey the messaging of exactly what you wanted and the way to best communicate with the outsourcer. If they could already do what you wanted them to do, either one, they're psychic, or two, they're already your ideal competition. So it's about training, it's about communication, and it's where I've recently had to replace my longtime designer. But because we already had the systems in place, I got someone else up and running really quickly. And again, anything graphic of mine you see me do, that's not my skill. So let's move on to another sub point inside of building better systems, 
which I think this is one of the things that was my sticking point for years, but now I'm much better at. One new project at a time. Oh, shiny object syndrome, where suddenly here's something new and fun and exciting. We discover there's a possibility for a new market and we end up becoming scattered and we suddenly realize we've got about a dozen or so new projects. None of them are complete. I have now completely enforced a rule in my world that I'm only allowed to build one new thing at a time. And this becomes something that I have to be cautious of. And this is a little bit more of a challenge, I think, in my world than for many of you that are out there, that Work Smart Hypnosis is a media company that produces podcasts and online trainings and happens to also have programs and events for sale. But first and foremost, I'm a media company putting out this regular podcast is the mindset of it, which is where sometimes someone goes, hey, do you want to partner on this? And I have to say no, unless the answer can be yes, however, not until July. Someone, you know, a friend will ask, hey, can you run it, send an email out promoting my thing? And I sometimes have to respond, my editorial calendar is full because this is what I'm doing right now, which to, again, put up the blinders, the, the horse with the blinders mindset to build that tunnel vision towards one specific project. Once I shifted into that mindset, I'm building better systems, I'm building better automation, and I can communicate with those outsourcers even better. And I'll tell you right now, which again, I hinted at businesses up right now year to date. And I've put in less effort to pull that off. Why? Because the last sub point inside of building better systems, plagiarize yourself. And I'll give you an example of this. There's an automation system, which we just had someone program in, where someone comes in by way of a free resource. It then translates into a lower cost sale, which then translates into an automated system that have them buy a bigger program. I mapped this out. For those of you that have read the Work Smart Business book, the Serial Killer Strategy subchapter, is exactly what I did to map out a new user experience, which in my head I had to go, I need a system that's going to replace how my clients come in, how my students come in, and how people interact with my products. And I designed one bigger system, and the rule then became, this is the formula now for every aspect of the business. So by plagiarize yourself, now that we have that one project fully bid out, it's a model for everything else that I'm going to be doing in the years ahead, which again, we may end up finding a better system or another way into it. But at the end of the day, it's all the same basic formula time and time again, which if you want to know a better example of this, I keep, if you get my emails, you keep getting the same emails from me. The content is always different, but the content layout and the way that the subject line sells the next step, the way the first paragraph sells the next step, the way if it's a video link, if it's a podcast episode, it's all templated. So I'm not having to reinvent the wheel with everything that I do. I've built a few simple formulas, and then that's the mechanism that I use for everything else in my business. So when you find something that works, plagiarize yourself and just kind of change the titles, change the formulas. 275 episodes of the podcast. And yes, the first maybe two or three dozen, we were still figuring out the format. But ever since then, even if I go on Facebook Live and record a podcast in front of everybody, it's the same formula. And I'll, and I'll tell you the terminology we use. There's the cold open, which is the stuff I say before the announcer comes on and introduces me. There's the intro, which is the stuff I do before there's music. Then there's the core content, which might be me teaching solo as this week's episode is, or it's an interview. And then there's a musical transition. There's the outro. So plagiarize myself. If I've done an interview program, once that's done, 
all I have to do is record one file, which we label as the file, you know, episode podcast number, as well as open intro closer. And just in one take, I do those three segments and then a team of outsourcers. Hey, there it is again. I keep saying hi to Kate because she records and listens to mine. Uh, <laughs> that's where we then have a system for that. And I'm basically, again, my playful language, plagiarizing myself, replicating the systems time and time again. So this is the bigger core of it. Build better systems is the really formula behind every successful business that's out there. So let's move on to point number four, preventing burnout in five steps. Be your own boss. And this is where I would point to the amazing book, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And he talks about the theme of working not just in your business, but also working on your business. And I'll tell you a little bit of a change that I made in recent years, which is that I've changed the structure of my business so that I am actually an employee of my own business. And this is standard protocol with inside of, at least for those in the US of an S-Corp, where I'm on payroll and I'm an employee of my own business, which yes, there's some tax strategies that are around that, which again, talk to your accountant for those specifics of those principles, though we are putting some modules on money management inside of hypnotic business systems. But by shifting to the mindset that really I'm an employee of my own benefit of my own business, it's not just because of the specific tax savings and things that that opens up for me and changing, you know, options for investments and health insurance for the business, which are all great benefits. But also it changed the mindset to now go, I am my own boss and I'm enforcing my own hours like never before. Here's the times that I work. Here's the times that I don't work. Here are the things that are my job. And here are the times, you know, I think back to the theater career and there was a guy who I worked with, one of the stagehands, his name was Eric. And Eric would always, you know, crack the playful yet snide remark of, I don't remember that being part of my JD job description. Where suddenly, you know, here's the silly moment in theater. Here's the actress. She would blow her nose on the set. Not on the set. She'd have a tissue. Uh, she'd blow her nose and then just leave the tissue sitting on a table, which is disgusting. I don't care who you are. That's gross. Throw it away yourself. You're an adult, damn it. But <laughs> it'd be the moment of going, Eric, I'm sorry to ask you this. Could you go clear that off? He goes, I don't remember that being part of my JD. Which again, recognize what your job description is. So be my own boss, outsource someone else, cleans my office. And again, installing rules, that only is allowed to happen if I then am using that time instead to scale my business or to just go home and be with my family, be with my wife and kids, you know, do something that's more important to me, you know, so as much as we can to live like no, the phrase from Dave Ramsey, I think his line is to live like no one else so you can live like no one else. You know, so to have that ability, I'd share a little nuance of this as we're still in everything pandemic. We've been using grocery delivery services just for the ease of having it delivered. And we tip extremely well for those services. At the end of the day, though, I'm looking and going, you know what? For 40 bucks, I didn't have to go to Costco and I got those two hours back. We might be keeping this up. Because I know what I can earn in my business. I know the changes in someone's life I can create in the shape of two hours. And if it means that someone else gets to walk around and get the samples at Costco, I'm okay with it. That being said, as much as you work on your business, you should spend time outside of your business. You know, turn it off. Turn off the business brain. This is why I am so happy still to this day in 2020, I have a landline at my office. And that phone does not ever forward to my cell phone. If you call me on Saturday morning at my office, 
it's going to be Monday when you hear back from me because I have specific office hours. That's when I work. And there's some exceptions. I've been doing the live online training, which we did last year. We did again this year. We may have another one coming up soon. And for those dates, I'm in the office in the evening. Well, for that, I take the entire day off. I've just modified my hours. So again, I am enforcing time off. I'm not allowing myself to overwork inside of what I do, which going back to the previous point, one project at a time, it's so much easier to pull that off because again, I'm not allowing myself to put in 80 hours in a week, which thanks to replicating and appropriately plagiarizing myself becomes a whole lot easier. So let's bring it all home. The final point, the fifth point of preventing burnout in five steps comes down to two concepts, community and modeling. So when we talk about community, this is where, oh, let's go there. You may want to have that accountability buddy, that person you can check in with from time to time. And this is one of those things that, you know, some of the people that have been on this podcast more than anyone else are really those people who are not just business associates or even business partners. You know, they're also my friends. You know, there's times that I can reach out to uh, people and you know who they are who've been on multiple times. And just say, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, did you see this video? What did you think? Or even just to check in on things that are even outside of our careers. So to have that person you can check in with and be inspired by, and even at times, we may be doing similar projects, we may be doing similar things, but we feed off of each other's creative energy, which helps us to, again, keep it all fresh and keep it all moving forward. And especially when I really check in with those people who are just rocking it out in their careers, they're not trying to do it all by themselves. And not even just from the mindset of outsourcing, they've got those people they can check in with, you know, and even at times just to ask that question and maybe even dip into some of those personal nuances around um, how do you handle this, which is again, entirely why this specific session came to be. So I'd say reach out to those around you. This is the benefit of some of the private communities that are online associated with specific training schools or like programs like I do mine, but to have that community around you, because it's my constant phrase that the more we're all successful, the more we're all successful and to really feed off of those people, which I'll throw in one extra nuance to community, which is that you want to change the dynamic, the old quote of you are the sum of the average of the people you hang out with. If you are the leader of the person, the most successful, and this became a whole thread inside of, I think, I think it was, I was inside of my work, smart hypnosis community, someone who was going, oh, but people won't do online sessions where I live. It's like, well, yeah, but since it's online, you're now opened up to the entire world. And this other person in his area goes, yeah, but they're not comfortable with online. I go, don't take advice from people who aren't doing the things you want to do. Model success, which is the final point here. Find that model. You want to make sure you're actually doing the work based on someone else's, this is Richard Nongard's line for the benefit of the leadership within the ICBCH. We're all people you could actually book a session with. It's a danger if you're learning hypnosis from someone who's just repeating the stories of what they did 20 years ago. You know, yes, they may have done amazing things, but the world has continued to evolve and definitely so has our work. You want to learn business from someone who's actually doing the work that you want to do in the field that you're doing it. And even better, this is my whole positioning that I share of being the hypnosis business guinea pig. I have that urge to keep playing with the systems and seeing if I can do it better. Things are respectfully clearly going well in the shape of my business. But even so, you heard me tell the story a moment ago of going, oh, here's a new client journey. 
let's test this out and see what happens. And it's already working, which means I'm then going to publish it inside of hypnotic business systems. So you want to be able to model success. You want to see what's working. You want to know it works. You want to have the proof that it works and then start from there. There's a catchphrase we say inside of hypnotic business systems, which is that guessing sucks. Model what works. Hey, it's Jason Lennett here. And as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program. And I want to hear your feedback on this one. Was there a specific theme of preventing burnout that stood out to you? Was there a specific theme that perhaps was the one thing you needed to hear? Let me know. You can uh, respond to the public comments inside of the Work Smart Hypnosis community that we have, the public group that's now on Facebook, or leave your comments and reviews online, or even share this in your social media streams. And again, for more like this, you can check out Formula. Com. That's a free on-demand 20-minute presentation specifically on pricing strategies for the hypnotist as well as creating those high-value programs. Or if you want to drink from the fire hose and have the models of systems that actually work and have been proven to work in this industry, not just but by me, but by nearly a thousand students worldwide, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. It's the all-access pass. Get started on a budget payment plan right away and start to get out there, create a lot of change in our world, make your life a whole lot easier, and indeed, make it rain. I'm Jason Lynette. Thanks for listening. See you all soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. <laughs>